0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. I never had no learning until I turned sixteen. When Joe had to come up the river, y'all made a woman out of me. Yes, he
1: did. <clears throat> I'm Derek Riley. I'm with Charlie Smith, and welcome to Dirty Water. Hit a smoke blowing discourse. Your opinion is everything, and facts rarely matter. Whatever you think of us and of our swinging attitudes, we hope your ribs are tickled with our razor sharp pins of self analysis. Today on Dirty Water, we've got Beach Grit's most popular writer, a man who turns each day of a WCT event into a piece of Russian literature, writing until he faints from nervous exhaustion. He has a face like an unbaked Johnny cake, rising to a summit just under a patch of wheat colored hair, which parts according to whichever direction the wind is blowing that day. He lives in Lennox Head, although his great dark secret is he comes from the darkest of hillbilly country. Mm-hmm. Mr. Steve Long Tom
0: Shearer, Steve, how the hell are you? Good. That was an amazing introduction. Oh. I've, never <laughs> a, I, I've never once made it a secret that I come from Bribe Island, mate. I'm, I'm I'm proud of my redneck upbringing, my redneck heritage. Hasn't made run away? From... <laughs> Hasn't <laughs> it made it the person you are today. <laughs> totally, mate. Yeah, nice. No, I, I never run away from that. So Other than that, that <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so,
2: so many dark secrets. <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: I'm from suburban Perth.
1: Charlie's from Oregon.
2: You're Who's from Bay Oregon. Oregon. I mean, my goodness. But has has any real surf rider come from a place that was actually?
1: Ooh, we get we got a little um, we get internet dropouts there, Chaz.
2: I know. Is it yours or mine?
1: It must be yours, yeah. Because you said, okay. you know, has, any, has any great surf rider come from?
2: <laughs> okay, wait, I'm moving. Can okay. you see me? Okay, I can see it. I, you. You want to know why I try to hide? My family <laughs> hates this so bad. Yeah. yeah. What do they hate it? They hate my voice mm-hmm. and my ramblings on only more than I do. Yeah. Is that because you're so woke? No, it's because I'm so hideous. I mean, it's awful. This is an awful game, Steve.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Does,
2: does your family abide you?
0: Tolerate? Yeah, no, I yeah, I don't know. I haven't really asked him actually, to be honest. But no, yeah, the answer's no. probably no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Are your opinions too left-wing for, uh, for your family, Chaz?
2: Me? Yeah. No, they just, like, literally, I've been on the podcast, like, multiple a day here. And the wife will listen to them mm. and realize what an empty piece of shit I am. And then just come down, like, glaring at me with fire in her eyes. Like, why in the world are you this person? Which I understand. Why, why like do you get it derek i mean you go to James's to you hide away somewhere else to podcast
1: <laughs> yeah but james uh james gives me some pretty harsh criticism afterwards
2: and it makes me i mean very, that,
1: makes me very strong
2: yeah but but that's all fine and good harsh criticism is one thing yeah. your partner realizing that you're an empty vessel is quite another
1: <laughs> well it's gracious coming, coming to that realization
2: after yeah, so long I, it took a while. <laughs> I, I stuck it out for 10 years <laughs> before <laughs> coronavirus popped. Pil- <laughs> hey, uh, I thought we'd start
1: off with uh, talk to Steve about um, Eric's tour change announcement.
0: Yeah.
2: And,
1: um, and obviously me, me and Chaz um, spoke to Eric and, and Paddy the other day and were left crumpled on the ground like fucking like cigarette packets.
2: Wait, yeah. though, real quick, Eric, real yeah. quick. Did you think that we got crumpled after the fact? Like I came away from that thinking Derek Riley really served it up and I was happy to observe. And then the comments, only in the comments did I realize, oh, oops, we got smoked.
1: Yeah. I think people expect um, gotcha journalism, which I'm not a huge fan of. It may not appear that way, you know, in in, in print and in audio, but um, yeah, I I thought it was a great opportunity to just talk to those guys and, and sort of hear them out and have a bit of a, bit of a laugh because you know, they're not, they're not fucking um, evil beings, and it's not an evil organization, but it is lame as fuck. And it was—it was just good to have a bit of a laugh about it. Mm.
2: I thought so too. But but realizing the audience wants blood, yeah, which
0: they do, they do,
2: yeah. And Steve, uh, Steve, I think you deliver blood daily. I mean, mm. which is yeah. I mean, I think why why you're a <laughs> most popular writer.
0: <laughs> well, I, I I'm not as subtle as you or, or Derek, and I know like uh, Derek's. In, in, delivers it in an incredibly subtle way. So, you know, I would like to get there, but, but i got nothing personal against Elo or the WSL. I'm, I mean, Elo's a charming motherfucker and, and a great smoke and mirrors guy. And I, I, I love a great smoke and mirrors guy. So, you know, I don't have anything against him.
1: Hey, hey Steve, can I read, can I read from your um, story? That yeah. you wrote after the, the tour announcement? Cause it was, um, it was, it was beautiful and it's cruelty. Um, let me see. Do you think it was cruel? No, cruelly beautiful, beautiful cruel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let me let me read. It's so good, um, and it's funny because when I when I did the photo to go with the uh, the story, because you talk about um, Eric being um, haggard and gaunt, yeah, I'd literally um, oxymoron.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. just pale and gaunt, or pale and haggard.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: I, but, now, I, uh, but I tautology.
1: But I did they desaturated the photo and I upped the sharpness to oh, uh, to, really, to really bring it out. Yeah, <laughs> just a, the the meteor is cruel. Anyway. So the story reads, <clears throat> there's a couple of quotes here. Uh, the pressure to say something, anything, must have been enormous. Yep. So we get a very haggard, gaunt-looking Eric Elo Logan coming to the podium early this morning, Australian time. Hair greasy, 1000000 smile smuggle. The dream job of turning WSL into a media company has been torpedoed. And now the bare bones of what the WSL purports to be, a sporting machine designed to pump out a credible world champion at year's end are on display and looking very, very shaky. So is that quiet? Yeah.
0: And the yeah. other one—that's one, not cruel, though, is it?
1: Oh, mate, fuck. That's not cruel. <laughs> I don't know what is. Jesus. Anyway, the and uh, this okay. This do you want cruel? <laughs> you yeah. want cruel? All right. The, uh, the reason for hiring Elo, the big pitch, was his yeah. promise to bring the magic of storytelling in to transform the WSL. True. By into his own a, words. Into a media powerhouse. From that perspective, the pandemic should have been a golden opportunity for Elo's vision to be realised. Yep. With no tour to distract him and a captive audience, the moment yep. was there to be seized. Yep. Instead, what we've seen has been the utter bankruptcy of that idea. Yep. I tuned to the WSL the other day and watched a mustachioed cat spruiking yep. pop-out pop out mid-legs <laughs> at edge. It was only compelling because it was so completely bizarre that this somehow passed muster as content. Elo won't make yep. Thanksgiving. WSL, yep. if they survive, will pivot back to sport. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So Eric Eric is doomed by by that rationale.
0: Yeah. So um, you're saying, can I justify those statements? No, no, you don't have to justify
1: Just Just rip into the can. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Well, (laughs) I think, you know, like he's, he's, he's looking so shaky. I mean, you know, that was, that, that was his golden moment, right? He's been talking the whole, everyone in the whole organization right down to Pat's been talking about this pivot to storytelling, right? Yes, I haven't made that up. That's what they've been saying, and, and all along, every single person in the organisation's been saying it. So, all of a sudden, you get this pandemic, and the tour stopped, right? So, okay, here's your here, here's your big moment to show us your storytelling and to show us your pivot. And what what did they have? The rewinds they? of two thousand. Tre-
1: tre- <laughs> you know, like, have you watched the rewinds? And hey, how how obscure are they? We're gonna run yeah. two thousand and fourteen France. Yeah
0: yeah exactly they had nothing he had nothing there ready to go so the the whole thing steve and like
2: coming from i i feel that we've all me and eric have all come from similar backgrounds where i think i've always assumed up until now that the upper classes you know whatever they are the power classes have some secret and it's undecipherable to us lower folk right
0: yeah
2: uh I think for the first time in my life, I've realized, wait a second, with the WSL, yeah. he doesn't have anything. He he's is nothing. terrified. He is way more terrified. And he's got nothing. There's no good idea. Yeah. There's This yeah. is not coming out okay. Yeah. This is going to be a bloodbath. And then yeah. the matter is, I guess, okay, do we pile on and laugh at him or do we try to help him?
0: Yeah, yeah um yeah oh, well, that's, that's that's an interesting question i mean i will i will help him i mean I'm, <laughs> i help him by telling the truth you know like by when he puts something in front of me I'll, I'll just say what i think of it like because i know that that's what other people are thinking they're looking at the same thing and you know if you if you put something in front of people and say what do you think if it's a blue scale of say it's blue if you ask elo he's going to get this massive like corpo speak babble right how crazy is the corpus speak bowel? So I just say what, what I think. And, and that's, that's my way of helping him, you know, because when you're in that tent, they're all just pissing in each other's pockets so totally. hard that they, didn't, they never get the truth. So that's why they get so lost. So, so what percent of
2: a chance do you think there is that in one month, Elo comes out with something so brilliant or maybe it's not brilliant to you and I, but hits so hard like it's clearly covered in every mainstream media outlet and whatever like it has all the ticks all the metrics it's an absolute home run like do you think that that's possible or do you think that that's so far beyond even the pale of understandability that that will never happen
0: well there's two things so the first thing is can he come up with concept right and and the answer is yeah he probably can come up with the concept he can probably workshop around and come up with concepts. So in one month he can probably stand in front and put another, you know, video presser out there and and, and come up with an idea. And then the second thing is can he pull it off? So can he come up with the idea? Yeah, probably. Can he pull it off? I I can't see any evidence in his background or his resume or the way he's or what he's done so far to suggest that he could. So I give him five percent. Five percent shot yeah yeah
1: 5%. <laughs> what what um thinking about it what do you think that he could produce content wise that could cut through a tour
0: he, he already admitted that that was the great thing that i took from that that that, that little kernel of truth that sat in the middle of elo's press i mean video what do, you, what do you call that video video presser video presser I don't know. he came up and said we realize now how important the the tour is and how important the world champion is right he came out and said that's our central idea so the fact now that he's already pivoted away from the storytelling and and so that to me is a tacit admission of, of defeat right he came out and said what we are is an organization that produces a world champion so really i was thinking about it the other day i mean the tour almost is fucking amazing like this is is this the best top 10 that's ever been in existence i don't know who's in the top 10 you oh, got Philippe, you got Gabrielle, Italo, John, John, Geordie, Chloe. Julian's still Julian. there. I mean, is, is that the best top 10 ever?
1: Kelly. Kelly's ninth. Kelly. Now. Kelly. Is in no. the top 10. Kelly got down Slater. Yeah. Is I that the best either. top 10 ever? It's pretty good, but there's been some, been some. Okay, here we go. We've got Gabrielle, number one. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, Italo, Ferreira, number one. Yeah. Italo, Italo, <laughs> Italo Gabrielle, Geordie, Felipe, Chloe, yeah. Kanoa Igarashi. No. Yeah. Um, John John Florence, Kelly yep. Slater, Owen Wright, yep. and Jeremy Flores. No, I don't think it's the best top 10 ever. There but must have been but, a better top yeah. 10 than that. But,
2: but here you go right here though. Is Elo like a pure accidental recipient of Brazil finally coming fully online? Right? Where like now Brazil is producing world-class surfers that everyone, the rest of the world can get behind. Yeah. Which which happened with Gabriel. Yeah, But then really happened only within the last couple of years, right? Where you now you have this, you're drawing from a whole other nation.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's the beneficiary of it. And, you know, when you've got that kind of talent, all you've got to do is just get the fuck out of the way, don't you? And I mean, it happened. But that's what, like, so, Kim, <laughs> I tried to sort of press him when
2: we talked. I didn't yeah. really press him, I suppose. That's the damn thing, is after an ELO <laughs> conversation, you realize, how
0: little you pressed him, Derek, do you feel like you, you-, you can, you can never press those smoke and mirrors guys. They're just, they're just too good. They're too slippery. They get, I mean, they get, they get you confused. They
1: yep. do this big thing. Like when I was, and I was listening to Pat talk and I just, I wasn't understanding anything. They weren't real you know, words.
2: They're all, they're all masters of doublespeak. And then if yeah. you, if you press them hard, then they don't, but then, I mean, in this stinking podcast today, David Lee scale said, well, stinking Mike Wallace figured it out he interviewed world leaders and had world leaders feet to the fire right yeah, yeah. damn mike wallace could do it why can't we hold elo's feet to the fire <laughs> but, but he
1: hasn't but, but he hasn't done anything wrong except um talk shit and make yeah. a few shitty videos
2: well sure but no world leader has done anything wrong too except for murder a few million people and done whatever <laughs> it's all relative right i mean <laughs> True. in terms of surfing it is as bad as anything
0: yeah so back, you asked a question back there somewhere, Derek, about um, what, what he could do or what he could, what he could bring forth as a, as a concept. Did you?
1: Yeah, yeah, I, well, I asked that because, you know, Chaz, Chaz said, you know, what, what, what could he have possibly made that could cut through and can he do it? Oh, what could he? But, you know, what is it? I, I just don't think surfing is um, marketable as a sport. Because it's, it's a slow, it's like, it's like curling, you know, honestly. Yeah. It's, to the greater world. It has moments of interest. But but the WSL and the ASP too, we used to always cow from any drama, and and yeah. sport lives and lives or dies
0: by drama, and there's no drama yeah. in it at the moment. Yeah yeah that that's that's true. Well I mean they could open that up a bit. They could they could, you know they could release the bow, the hounds a bit. I mean they could they could let Gabriel. I mean he's got a ton of of, of fire in the belly. I mean. Um, but I mean, all they got to do. I mean, you, had, you, had a, you had
1: a naughty thought then. I could, I could
0: see your mouth kind of moving. Yeah. Oh, God, oh, what the f- yeah. <laughs> no, but they've I me mean, back to the concept. So, I mean, if they add, say they add Fiji back in the tour, if Elo comes back in and says, look, we've got this, we've got this tour starting, whatever, and it's going to be sort of like Indonesia, Tahiti, J Bay, Fiji, Hawaii. I mean, surfers are going to watch that, right?
1: Yeah, but not, not those first three fucking days. Where you just grind and through putting people through it, the, min- the little min-
2: honestly, sixteen surfers, eight great waves, and yeah. that's it. Yeah, and that's you what. you chew through it like that's what I mean. I tried to press again, uh stinking ELO on Peterson Cresanto. Who yeah. the hell cares what he thinks yeah. or why he's there? Like, yeah. if you honestly cut everybody else out, you prove yourself in the Challenger Series or whatever. You prove yeah. that you matter, and then yeah. you can come on up. Yeah, otherwise. Only names, only people people care about.
0: Yeah, exactly. They could cut the cut the numbers down and then and then have a sort of more of a rotation going in and out between the the top tier and the and the challenger series so we don't have to sit there and watch three days of you know round one, round two, round three or whatever they call it now. In and if you came if you came out with that, I think, you know, the tour will never it's never gonna be a mainstream sport. That's the that, that's the original sin that pro surfing can never quite get over they they, they, from the original dream of of it being something like tennis or something it's just never going to be that but what if it but what if it could be yeah with
2: like if you had 16 surfers right best in the world talent's epic right now yeah at epic and i mean epic like you just flew them out to wherever's good right like there's no actual calendar it's like okay we have Whatever the world is our calendar, eh, stinking J Bay, Fiji—they don't care about you. Just buy. You tell them we are going to buy a ten days. Yeah. During the year. Yeah. We'll tell you when that is, right? Yeah. They'd be okay with it.
0: You're gonna buy it? What do you mean, buy it off who? I mean,
2: because that's what they're doing anyway. They're buying their ten day licenses or fourteen day or whatever. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. competing in these places. But they specify it on the calendar. What if they just didn't? What if they said, We are giving you a down payment? Sometime this year we will be there. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: We're the WSL. We're the only one paying this. Yeah. So you put us at the top. Yeah. And then you just but could not sixteen greatest surfers in the world on the eight greatest waves in the world mm-hmm. actually break through into mainstream sport? If no. they had no. moments of
0: death weapon, right? <clears throat> no. no. Never. Never. <laughs> Tell me what. It's never going to happen, mate, because, because people don't understand it. That's the problem with it. People don't understand it. They can't – your average person who doesn't serve cannot understand what's going on. Like It's not like a, a, a tennis point where you can say, okay, he won the point, or UFC, okay, he beat him up or she beat her up. It's just they can't understand it. They watch two waves and they go, why, why is that one better than the other one? You know, all they understand is flyaway kickouts and wipeouts. But do they only not understand it
2: because they have to watch shitty
0: Huntington Beach sometimes? And then they no, think they, what they just don't they just don't understand it. They don't, they don't they'll, 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 it'll be a spectacle. Like, you know, watching them surf 10, 12 foot chope it was, is a spectacle, but they don't understand it as a sport. And they never will. It's a well, problem.
2: What if they just double down on the spectacle? They just made every event a spectacle.
0: Yeah, yeah, they could they could they could do that, but then you get sort of something like the X games where it's just a fad. You know, they've got to... Isn't that the it's never going to... They, they, they just, If they just went back and just tried to get the core surfing audience involved, like if they just tried to get that fan base and just lock that down, that would be a massive achievement.
1: I think, I think people come into the sport, you know, in this case, Dirk Ziff and Zosie, whatever, yeah. under the impression that surfing has a lot more cut through and is a lot more popular than it really is. And we all know that surfing is a very fringe sport. I think... Um, yeah. Razor scooters is probably about 10 times bigger than um, surfing. Yeah. So yeah. Even, though, even though we surf every day, we hang out with surfers, mm. it's just confined to some some very um, niche places around the world. And, totally. And, yeah. and even though there's heaps of fucking people with big plastic surfboards, they're not surfers. Yeah. And, yeah. and and I think the WSL imagined that it was bigger than it is. And now they're starting to realize that apart from their phenomenal success on TikTok, yeah. it, um, just, isn't, <laughs> it just, just isn't even a sport that people give a fuck about. And yeah. the fact that um, they've lost the, the few remaining people who actually dug it, but even, but yeah. even us, we couldn't stand the 80s format of, you yeah. know, days one, two, yes. three, yes.
0: lay day, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I mean also, as I was talking about with the with the utter bankruptcy of, of that sort of, of the ELO approach, like he, he never was able to come up with a vision for the sport of how to transform it. He thought he could just shift the whole focus of the um WSL into a media company but he never and he still hasn't presented it that's why I say it's just smacks of desperation because he hasn't actually still been able to present any sort of vision I guess he's come up with the with the world champion being decided in a day that that's kind of the ditch he's going to die in and then that's you know that that is something I suppose that's an advancement but he's still never been able to come up with the you know, with any kind of way of, of, reform. I know Nick Carroll was saying, oh, you know, they've been talking about this for, for, for months, but it doesn't, it doesn't seem like that. It's, it, it just smacks of desperation. It smacks of sort of just making it up as they go and, you know, not having any kind of, it just doesn't seem to be any sort of planning or thought to it. It's so, so, sort of, so talking about that,
1: you know, that one day decide the world champion thing, someone on in the beach group comments went through all the um you know final days of pipe and, and whatever
2: yeah. and, it was one of the most profound comments ever i think yeah, yeah. so
1: we're went oh yeah. shit so you yeah. know jeremy flores would be a world champ and if we go back in history you'd have a b b derby world champ you'd have a yeah. tash burrow world champ whatever and yeah. uh, all all fine and dandy but um they're not the greatest surface or the best surface of their year you know when they're yeah. the best surface have always been you know andy gabriel john john kelly Nick
0: yeah. mick, mick yeah. and joel and
1: yeah. uh and if you um dominate all year, but just have a fuck day at pipe. Yeah, yeah. Then that's a, that's a very odd world champion.
0: Totally. Totally. Well, it's a, it's a solution to a non-problem. Like the one thing that the, that the world tour did was produce a credible world champion, right? You had to over the, it's very rare that you can go back and say, yeah, that guy wasn't the wasn't as, the guy, right? As silly, Maybe David was, Hardman
2: or, to, as silly as it was that it takes a tour to make a, or to create a title or whatever that tagline was, how yeah. awkward it was. Yeah. Was the best part about surfing? I thought is the champion was always undeniable, right? Yes, the, exactly. I mean, yeah. the champion at the end was the guy who surfed the best the entire year, undeniably.
0: Yeah, and even then, even last year when you've got the like the, maybe the strongest counter argument against it with John John Florence being injured halfway through and and having such a commanding lead, you can still go back and look at Italo's year and go, no, there's no asterisks there. That guy that oh. was the best. He won. You know, he won it snapper at two foot D bar, he won at ten foot pipe, he runner up in eight foot J bay, you know, you just you, you can't deny it. And for all the
1: and for all that everyone shits on the judges, they get it right. I reckon. More often than not,
0: yeah.
2: That was the That's what's that was, amazing. Yeah. Well it was the funny thing too, is when we talked about taking the muzzle off to Elo, mm-hmm. he talked about criticizing the judges. I didn't even think about that until after yeah. the fact and then criticize him. I was talking about criticizing the surfers, not the damn judges. Like,
0: yeah. the
2: judges yeah. get it wrong, whatever. Yeah. It's a, it's a yeah. subjective sport and, yeah. you know, they exactly. for sure get it wrong sometimes. But, mm. I mean, who I wanted to see criticism leveled against is the yeah. surfers. Like, totally. he yeah. blew the turn, he did this, he did this, which they never do.
0: It's, it's so frustrating. I mean, the commentary, I mean, the, the Tahiti last year was, was was the worst ever, right? Well mm-hmm.
1: yeah, talk t- t- me through that. Why did you think it was the
0: worst ever? Because here you've got this, you know, you just got this amazing test being put in front of these surfers and, and you know, so many just couldn't couldn't raise to meet the challenge and were just so clearly failing. And and but it just wasn't they just couldn't say that. They just couldn't say this guy's just not up for it. His skill set is not up for it, his experience is not up for it, his courage or whatever is not up for it. You know, they just it was just such a, a total abnegation of reality as we were watching it. It was, it was crazy. It was literally insane.
1: Do you think, do you think that's a result of um, not wanting to hurt people's feelings on the behalf of the you know, commentators Absolutely. or is it, or is it that, um, that, that trickle down effect you have when people, everyone's terrified of their jobs and everyone realizes how tenuous their positions are. So everyone yeah. operates at a very sort of medium level where they don't say anything controversial. They don't say anything nasty. It's ever just, Operates because everyone's terrified of the jobs
0: possibly that and also maybe there's a directive from the from the WSL to sort of be positive and to and to you know not say anything but yeah for sure there's a conflict of interest when you when an organization is also reporting on itself you know like when you watch a a, a broadcast and, and you're watching the sport and then you know there's a separate broadcast team that's not part of the the company do you know what I mean it's not reporting on itself which is what the WSL is doing all the time. It's it's reporting on itself, and then you got the commentators, and they're all, you know, so pally with the surfers. But really, what 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 if they said something bad, and then you know the surfer came up to them later. I mean, would that be the worst thing in the world, if you had no, front up.
2: none of those guys? I mean, all those guys want to be bros, like. Yeah. Um, but what if,
0: but who no. would you be? Who would you be most scared of coming up to you, Chaz, and saying, you know, you talk shit about me and. Who would you be most scared of? In the I mean, absolutely 34? none
2: of them. I would yeah. gladly take a clock from any one of them. Knowing,
0: I mean, <laughs> who's that? maybe. Um, but It would
2: be, it, be knowing I was going to get clocked and whatever it was would be another extra funny story. And if I was an announcer, then it would be something I could talk about tomorrow. And that's, I think, the yeah. protection that they don't realize is mm. one of those surfaces. if you start running your mouth, mm. if, if you're one of the announcers, and a surfer talks shit to you and then you run your mouth about them, that the next day. Yeah. Then surfers start really thinking, oops, if I say something yeah. to them, this is going to get broadcast. Yeah. Which that's, that's entertaining. Is that not, that's not entertainment. How, would, how good
1: I mean. would it be as a commentator though And they say, you know, hey Joe, what happened to your face? Oh, oh.
2: <laughs> oh
1: Kelly put my, my, my face through a wall.
2: Yeah. I mean, how great would that be? Kelly it's, did. <laughs> it's like win, win, win. It's good <laughs> entertainment, good content. It raises their profile on and on.
1: It's like like Mick Fanning's world title celebration when you enjoyed a little moment with uh, with the champ.
2: My goodness. But then, yeah, I wasn't going to do anything with that. And then it was you and Brody Carr who just said, this is absolutely hilarious. And so I thought, oh, this is hilarious. But why doesn't the WSL have somebody saying, these are the hilarious moments or the moments worthy of something?
1: Yeah, and have cameras follow people around all the time, even if they don't want to be followed by a camera. So when Gabriel gets out of the water... After his, you know, his thing with Kaya, and then he's following yeah. him around the whole time. Follow him when he walks behind, when he talks yeah. to the judges. Follow the whole thing. Get everything. Get everything live, unvarnished, raw. Mm. Mm. And no one, no one suffers in there, the sport gains greatly.
2: No, and when and when Stinking Gabriel turns around and says, "Stop doing this. I don't want this." Have somebody from the WSL there saying, "You are our employee. You, we say jump, you say how high. Yeah. You get marching. Like go join the other tour if you." Don't Want to do this?
1: Yeah, <laughs> go join the Red Bull tour, huh? Oh, it yeah. hasn't, hasn't come out yet. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, James found the uh, the comment about the um, who the world champions have been over the last uh, oh, yeah, yeah, 10 years. So, um, it's <clears throat> so basically the Pipe Masters results. So, in 2010, yeah, Jeremy Flores, ranked number nine, would have beaten Slater for the title. Yep, Slater finished the uh, year with 69,000 points, and Geordie was miles away at 52,000. Yeah. And Kelly didn't have a result, lower than third place that year. Complete mm-hmm. dominance until Pipe. Mm-hmm. And yet Jeremy Flores would have been the world champion. Yep. In 2011, mm-hmm. K- yep. Kieran Perro, ranked 15, would have beat Slater yep. for the title. Yep. And, that, and that year, Kelly had 68,000 points, dominated again, while Paco finished second with 56k. Yep. Um, 2012, Joel won, Joel won Pipe and the title, so yep. that's all good. Yep, fair uh, 2013, Kelly ranked second, would have won the title over of of a, of a Mick. Yep. Would have been great. Fair um, <clears throat> 2014, Julian uh, ranked 14 would have edged out Gaddy for the title. Yep. Julian only won one contest 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 that year, and that was a pipe. Remember that year he was having a shit year, and yep. then he just came together a pipe. Yep. 2015, interesting. Adriano won pipe in the title. Yeah. 2016, Michelle Barez ranked mm-hmm. sixth would have beaten John John for the title. Um, 2017, Jeremy Flores. Now he'd be a two-time world champ. Sure, ranked, yeah, ranked 15th would have beaten John for the title, and was, but even though there was a 30K point difference. Yeah. Um, 2018, Gabby wins Pipe and title. 2019, yeah. Italo wins Pipe and title. So the last yeah. 10 world champs would have been Jeremy Flores, Kieran Parra, Paco, Joel, Kelly, Julian, Adriano, yeah. Michelle, Jeremy yeah. again, Gabby yeah. and Italo.
0: Yeah, some anomalies there. I, I mean, this whole thing, it, it, you know, it sounds great on paper, and I think this is a, a Dirk Ziff directive. Right. This is from his Seamer Waterman of the Year speech. He didn't want people. I can't remember the exact quote, but he didn't want people on the beach while the title was decided. You remember that? Yeah. Derek, yeah. Charlie? Yeah. 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 Hey.
1: So. Jazz, jazz's uh, Chester, daughter Hemingway just jumping yeah. in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, That's
2: get out of Steve. Yeah.
1: Hi. Hey, yeah. So. Um, so, um, Dirk Ziff didn't want the title yet yeah, mm. Did it be decided while someone's yep. standing around in the change rooms.
0: Yes, exactly. So, I mean, the devil's going to be in the detail, isn't it? But, I mean, otherwise, I mean, you're going to get these anomalies like we've just gone through with, with the Pipe Masters winners. You're going to get it right some years and then other years. How are they going to actually work it, see? I mean, to make it – so, the guy goes through nine events of the year and, and has got had a completely dominant year, you know, like a Kelly year, and then gets – beaten at pipe and loses the title. So I
1: I think I think there'd be a seating system. That's what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. You you know, so if you're winning the winning the title, you'd get to obviously surf against the sixteenth or the eighth or whatever server. But yeah. But you know what it's like a pipe, you know, you can just you know any anywhere. It can be um
2: but even seeding that crap, I mean that's it's the one thing uh, again, just to Steve's point, it's the one thing that the tour has delivered yeah year on year is a unified we get a unified belt, right? Exactly. It ain't like boxing where, okay, it's a, there's a, you know, oh, there's controversy and who should have won or who's the world champion. Every year it's undeniable, undeniable who the world champion is. Now moving forward, which which I guess maybe they want though. Maybe they want the controversy of like a boxing. Okay. There's, you know, this, yeah. I mean, maybe that as content, that's good, Mm. but sport, it ain't good. You wanna you like every single year. You reckon this? If Gabriel would have been beat Elo in the yeah. final, yeah, that pipe. Yeah. everyone would have said Gabriel is the world. There would have been no deniers.
0: No deniers. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, the unified world world title. Exactly. That's the one thing that they've. That's the one solid foundation that they've got, and now they've just removed that foundation.
2: Which is which is, and they probably take it for granted. But it's kind of yeah. rare, to be honest, yeah. in sport. Yeah. To have a unified world champion that yeah. there's no disagreement on them you can have yeah. disagreements in heats you can yeah. have disagreements over events yeah you you do not have a disagreement at the end of the at the end of the day no it's
1: That's funny because well. in boxing now you have a uh, you have a white world champion which is yeah, absurd sure. yeah and it, you know and and uh, i guess in surfing if you don't have a brazilian world champion then there'd be debate whether it was the best surfer in the world so, yep. so, so Braz- <laughs> brazilians are african-americans are people of color and um, as compared to, the, uh, to the, uh, the white boxer winning the uh, World Heavyweight title, which would be like an Australian or American winner? Because we're clearly inferior. Clearly inferior beings to the Brazilians.
2: If the, if the Brazilian is not the next year's world champ, if somehow in the – or whenever they hold a world champion again yeah. or have a, have a tour again, uh, if a Australian or American wins, I mean, I'm going to be the first one to write the fixes in, WSL racist.
1: <laughs> it's it's, it's got to be clearly rest, too. Hey, um, Steve, in your mm. um in your lovely story about the uh, about the tour changes, yeah. you spoke about uh, we well, wrote about Andrew Stark, the Australian used to run Surfing Australia, as the possible yeah. re- re- replacement for Eric. Yeah. Um, talk about that, and what do you think would change if he if he got the keys to the kingdom?
0: Um, well, I've known Andrew for a long time. I've I've seen him in action. Um, when he was the boss of Surfing Queensland, and then he moved up to Surfing Australia, and you know now he's they they sort of headhunted him for for the role of the uh, Australasian guy for for the WSL, you know, to push the way, whole wave pool thing. There, he's a real hard ass, you know. He's a guy that um, doesn't take any bullshit. Um, he's very very good at building relationships with government and, and solidifying all that taxpayer underwriting of the tour. So I I think this is going to be the big challenge for ELO and the tour when they restructure it, all those relationships, which have been so carefully cultivated. And that's where the money is. If you all of a sudden decide you're just going to break apart all those relationships, you need someone really, really good who's going to be able to get on the phone And, and, you know, ring up those tourism departments and say, yeah, look, I know we we thought we had this contest for here, but now it's going to be here. And so Stark is going to be, someone like Stark is going to be absolutely critical for, you know, rebuilding any tour from the ground up, which is what they're talking about. So I think Iglo is a smoke and mirrors guy, but Stark is a guy who can just build things brick by brick and can be on the phone and can make things happen. Um, so, you know, he's a doer and, and, and just a no-bullshit hard-ass.
1: So his big challenge is going to be the um, the billion-dollar pool and condo development on the Sunshine Coast.
0: Yes. And
1: it, yeah, and in their, in their famous press release, well, famous to us because it was so funny, he said the surfing community is, is ecstatic yeah. and, uh, and excited. But you, you yeah. went up there to do a story for us. What did you yeah. find?
0: Uh, I didn't find that at all. I, I found a very big... Um, The the kindest response I could find was a sort of mild scepticism, like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I don't know about this, but most of what I found was a a mild to moderate hostility to the concept. Um, I think people realised, if this concept had been bought before, you know, the surf ranch had been going for a couple of years, people would have been a bit more gullible. But now they look at the surf ranch and they can see, we're never going to get to use this thing or, 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 you know, we're going to be at the behest of a, of our company hiring it out for a day. And we, you know, we're going to corporate day, we're going to get one or two days. This is not going to be a, a facility that people can use, right? If you're living on the Sunshine Coast and you've got this amazing wave pool being built just 5K back from the coast, it's not something you're going to be able to go and use. So it's going to be a facility that's going to be right there taunting them but it's not something they're going to be able to access. So there's that. So you know they have this thing there that they can't use. And then, you know, you've got this beautiful piece of land there. It's actually really nice. And then, you know, they're going to bulldoze it and turn it into a canal estate. So, you know, a lot of people were like, you know, fuck that shit. We don't want, we don't want that level of development here.
1: Can you, can you describe for people who haven't um, delved into it? Can you you describe the actual building
0: bolts? Oh, it's complicated. I mean, it's floodland, right? So it goes underwater. It's, it's sort of like Florida, I would imagine. It's, it's, it's very low-lying. It was a, a cane field, um, but it's now been reforested. So it's, it's basically bushland that sort of backs onto the floodplain of the Maroochee River. So when you get these big rain events, the whole thing's going to be underwater. So they, to, to make it happen, they're going to basically have to build a canal estate in there. Um, so it's going to be a, a, a massive development, huge, huge amounts of infill and canals, and um, you know, to to try and portray it as some sort of like eco development is, uh, I don't think anyone swallows that. Do you swallow it, Jazz?
2: I mean, absolutely not. But, but it's funny. It's <laughs> yeah. The, the dang doublespeak. The what they can say, what what people could say, and what people buy in the, especially in the coronavirus era, epoch, I think has just been laid bare, right? Like yeah. people can say a lot, people buy a lot, and I didn't understand any of this until coronavirus, I don't think. I thought everybody was vaguely aware of hypocrisy. I don't think they yeah. are. Yeah. I think people buy stuff and people say stuff and yeah. the twain meet way more often than I would like. Yep. Yeah. What, what do you mean by that? Just that, I think people – I don't know. I think – I've always – People don't
1: have a shit meter? They hear shit and they believe it?
2: I don't think so. I think that they more or less, by and large, believe what they hear. And it depends on, in this day and age, where they're politically aligned. But, you know, like at least here on the right, you'll believe 100% of what Trump, et cetera, says. On The left, you'll believe 100% of what the New York Times says, and there's very little critical analysis that goes
0: into any of it. I don't but- think Australia is quite that polarized, though. Do you, Derek?
1: Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think there's a, um, I think just uh, probably more so than uh, the US, there's the um, sort of elite tweeters and, and, and journalists for The Herald and The Age and, and, and ABC and whatever who have one version of events, <clears throat> and then there's yeah. Murdoch, Murdoch Press. But I think the Murdoch Press is. Machiavellian in the in the chase of profit rather than power or opinion. They just want to make money, so they'll say any fucking thing. So if if it serves them, a left wing agenda serves them, they'll they'll jump on a left wing agenda. But if it's a right wing agenda, it's purely profit driven. Whereas I think a lot of uh, Australian media is really ideologically driven. It's really it's really hard to get a um, clear read on on a on an event. Yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I mean, just bringing it back to the wave pool and 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 Andrew Stark, like. I was quite surprised when I went up there to cool them and, and just walked around and spoke to as many local surfers as I could. And, and I just, I roamed around. I just talked to every single person I saw, on the, you know, out in the water, just passing them in the, you know, on the on the beach tracks and, and asked them what they thought. And, and people were pretty informed and had a pretty nuanced, uh, you know, understanding of, like, there wasn't many guys, or there was no one that I spoke to that just had swallowed the Kool-Aid and went oh yeah wow this is going to be this fantastic eco development for the sunshine coast like a few people accepted that yeah you know there's going to be a lot of jobs and a lot of money coming for this but but yeah you know this is just a big fucking old school canal development you know we we know we know what this shit is and you you know what i mean like the, the the understanding on the ground apart from what was being said in the media was was pretty um advanced
1: so you've, you've read all the all the all the shit they want to build. And I think there's one really funny thing, and I, I don't think I've got it exactly right in my head, but it's something like a, a fauna research center or something. Something yeah. so comically would just be a room. Here lies
0: the wetland that we bulldozed. <laughs> Here's a photo of it.
1: <laughs> um uh speaking of Kelly, Steve, he was up at lenox the other day, yes? Yes,
0: yeah, he was.
1: So so Kelly's been um been uh, isolating in, uh, in Palm yeah. Beach in Queensland, yeah. Yeah. down at Lennox, in Avalon, yeah. been sent some lovely photos of Kelly down in Avalon. Yeah. And um, and there's rumours that he got fined for surfing and, and blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah. But yeah. he also got into a little a heated debate with a noted enforcer, didn't he?
0: Uh, yeah. Um, there was a bit of a discrepancy with his paperwork out in the, out in the water, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you see it? no i didn't I, I actually wasn't in the water at the time i was surfing that day but not not when uh not when the incident occurred was the town of us yeah it was and what aflo- did you a flame
1: <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you hear it happened
0: oh look i'm not sure whether it's appropriate for me to give the details but there was a little incident with a local grommet there was a, there was a um a, a dispute over over wave ownership with a local grommet who who was the uh Offspring of the local enforcer.
1: It must be a very strong enforcer to, um, to cause such fear amongst um, the whole town. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, I mean, and it wasn't even the famous Matt rider who um, no, who <laughs> jumped on Jodie Cooper. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Have you been jumped? No, have you been Kelly- jumped? Have you been jumped on in the water by the, the Matt week? rider? Oh, by the mat rider by the by the secret enforcer man.
0: No, no. I mean, I've I, I have a long history of dispute with the Matt Ryder, though. Has
1: he? Uh, sorry, we just we just, just yeah, we just lost you there for a second. St- <laughs> um,
0: yeah. oh, I
1: have you really, yeah. but he's ne- he's yeah. never he's never jumped on you like he did on Jody.
0: No, no. There's never been a physical altercation.
1: Do you see many physical altercations out at uh, Lennox?
0: Not as many as there used to be. There used to be a lot. You know there would be there'd be guys who would punch on all the time but yeah not not many anymore people get old you know they, they they have kids and you know they mellow out plus you know now you've got the you of course you've got the um you know it's a different world now there's there's going to be someone there with a smartphone isn't there who just happens to be recording the incident and you know it's going to end up in court so what
1: happened with um with kelly's thing from 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 this scuttlebutt that you heard around town.
0: Oh, there was a the, you know there was a bit of to and froing over social media, and, and then you know there was an offering, there was a peace offering, put out from Kelly to the to the grommet that he would um, you know had the wave dispute with.
1: And what was the peace offering? Some out, out of nowhere discount <laughs> out <laughs> of nowhere.
0: <laughs> uh, a personal surf with the champ in Hawaii, I believe. That's pretty, that's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, it's
1: awesome. Continue. Any? was that? All expenses. all expenses? Yeah, all expenses paid. For I, I
0: don't pay. know whether. No, no, there was no. Because the, the enforcer
1: doesn't shit. look like he's a wealthy man. Could actually afford to um, send his children to uh, Hawaii to to, to enjoy the surf.
0: Well, <clears throat> yeah. Well, tradesmen do pretty well around here. So, yeah. No, no. Kelly wasn't paying for the um, paying for the trip. It was just like when you get here. If, if when Kelly, you get here, look me up.
2: If, if you're Kelly and you're Kelly yeah. and you literally had to choose one place in the world to to hunker down, yeah. which turned out to be more or less true, like which maybe he didn't realize that at the time, how, how constricted he would be. But yeah. do you think every day he questions himself thinking, why here? Why didn't I just go to Hawaii? I mean, Hawaii's had some pumping surf. Yeah over over the last couple months, right do you but think I think,
1: but, I, but I think the um, the flights had stopped, so he was only able to get to um, australia from New Zealand
2: no no, but but when he he could have bounced easily because America at that point was still like you could still expatriate home there was always they would run. Yeah. In those early years, they, or, I mean, yeah. early years, <laughs> early days, they would run. How <laughs> I mean,
1: many years have been?
2: Oh. I mean, it feels like 18 years. Does, but yeah. They, they were running flights just for Americans, so he could have easily yeah. gotten back to America and then flown to Hawaii. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so he, I feel that Kelly being calculating, imagine right. you're Kelly Slater, world's yeah. greatest surfer, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. You have visions of yeah. Australia, France, you could yeah. go anywhere in the world. You know, you're going to be locked down for a couple of weeks. It turned yeah. out a lot longer. But yeah. do you think he regrets his choice of ending up where he did?
0: I don't know. Is Kalani there? Is the little dog there with him?
1: I don't think, yeah. uh, I don't think Danger, his name's Danger, isn't it? Danger. Yeah, I don't think Danger. Action, action, action the dog. Yeah. I don't think action's there. And I don't think Kalani's there. So,
0: right. Okay. Well, in that case, he might be second guessing his, his choice. But, um, I don't know. Kelly be getting his go outs. He'll be he'll be he'll be owning the Gold Coast and and you know just roaming down here. And so yeah, I don't think he he'd be. He could fly home anytime he wants. We have. Dave he guys. could. Like, Kelly's got pals, hedge funds traders. They could they could private jet him home, yeah, whatever he wants, whenever he wants. So, whenever he wants. Okay, so,
2: yeah. so Kelly is. Kelly has basically become a gold coaster. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, but he's left. But he's but he's left the Goldie. He's gone down. He's down in Sydney now. He's in Avalon.
2: Right. Okay. But like, it. Like, even still, so when the world ended, when Kelly really had to choose, what yeah. what nationality are you? Kelly chose Australia. Yeah.
0: Yes. How does I mean, it make you how- feel? Does it make you feel great, Steve? Fucking proud as punch, yeah. mate. I mean, so
1: happy. How did it make you feel? Um, I'm I'm so happy. I just wish I'd bump into him on in the highway or something. <laughs> just on his on his many travels, he's just fucking traveling everywhere. But but did you did you pick Kelly to be a to be a tutor, not a skin diesel? I mean, I didn't think it was possible that I could love him even more, but the fact yeah. that he's a libertarian when it comes to, um, to surfing, when yeah. you know, my, my first instinct would, would be to pick him as a bit of a skin diesel to lecturing people about not surfing. But he's a he's as libertarian. He keeps fucking surfing everywhere.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, would well, I pick him for that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, totally. Chas? Because, because that would, that's, the, that's the environment he's in too. I don't think there's any... I don't really detect any great appetite for, you know, locking down and stopping surfing in Australia. I don't know, not certainly not up here. I don't know what it's like in Sydney, but yeah. Yeah. No, he'd be in the environment and the environment. Yeah. We're going surfing.
2: Kelly's conspiracies, Hugh Wright. And so it doesn't surprise me at all. Like his, I mean, if you track his, where he falls conspiratorially, he is a libertarian conspiratorialist, which is, surprising overall but he's been consistent for a long time
0: yeah absolutely the only thing that's surprising about that is it's not it hasn't become more of a defining feature of his public persona
2: for sure and i think he has his haters on there right who get in and that he fights with them and whatever but it's you you don't think yeah. kelly slater right wing yeah. conspiratorialist but that's more or less no. what he is
1: is nine eleven is nine eleven a right wing conspiracy? That's, that's very left wing, though, isn't it? That's his big thing. The that the dang dang Jews took down the uh, twin towers.
2: Oh no, that's that's full right. Is it full right? I it was Oh left. yeah. No, no, that's right.
1: But it's all the left nuts here um, say that it was uh, that it was um, people other than the um, than the uh, our brothers, our Muslim brothers.
2: Yeah, but I think that I think the lefty conspiracy is that it was an inside job. Uh, which Kelly doesn't purport, right?
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I lose track of all those conspiracies.
2: That I, I, would be, I would be shocked if Kelly wasn't a Q anon conspiracist. Oh, I bet, totally.
0: <laughs> I mean, if you, if you got on the phone right now to Bill Finnegan or you asked him to write 100 words about Kelly, what's going to be in the first sentence?
2: Greatest surfer of all time. What else? Uh, he,
0: he loves Instagram. What else?
2: First sentence good. he loves Instagram. <laughs> okay, more okay, wait, this is a good one right here. It's gonna be <laughs> a first
0: sentence and it's gonna have three things in it. Greatest surf of all time, Instagram. Uh, one more thing. Starts with E. Um, um, Empath. Environmentalist.
1: Oh, environmentalist. Oh that's a good that's a good quiz. I liked it. I liked a little quiz. <laughs> Had no idea. Every Woo! mainstream,
0: every mainstream profile of Kelly is going to have that in the first paragraph, right? That's true. A- apparently, that's just how the world knows him: is environmentalist.
1: We've got to get a picture. We've got to get a picture of him on the bulldozer when it's just and the koalas <laughs> in the uh, in the wetlands. Be... Oh, here we go. So on Wikipedia, Robert Kelly Slater, born February eleventh, nineteen seventy-two, is an American yeah. professional surfer, yeah. or author, actor, yeah. model, yeah. yeah businessman and innovator no no one knows he was environmentalist this is
2: imagination but steve to your point when like breitling breitling uh releases the kelly watch very high up is the eco band that it has like i totally hear you that everything kelly releases has an eco centric
0: point to it but then
1: if you, then if then if you um, scroll down the Wikipedia thingy, there's a whole section on his uh, environmentalism and philanthropy. No.
2: Yeah, he's an av- I I reckon though, for reals, Kelly Slater has done more damage to the Earth than any single non-politician of the last decade. The amount that that man has traveled, yeah. spewing carbon into the atmosphere, mm-hmm. the amount of boards that he's chewed through. That alone makes him the most damaging human of the last 10, 10 years. No?
1: And what about the um, dra- <laughs> draining L'Amour drive It's fucking Drinking Water?
2: Even without even considering that. But when you add that in, I mean, I could, the case could be made that Kelly Slater is the, besides a politician making policy, yeah. is the greatest damager to the environment over the last 10 years of any citizen. Yep. That's
0: a, that's a, that's a to and if they drain the cool and wetlands and, you know, and destroy this wetland to build a wave pool and put a canal estate there, I mean, it's going to be number one with a bullet, isn't it? I mean, that's what I think.
2: Yeah. Who who else? Like even rich people, yeah. very, very, very wealthy people who fly around a lot, private, etc., etc. et, cetera, et cetera. Kelly puts them to shame while breaking fiberglass surfboards in the ocean. Yeah. <laughs> God
1: bless him. It's beautiful. God bless
0: him,
2: yeah.
1: Hey, Chance, so give us a report report on um, life on the ground in California. Governor Newsom um, came out saying that he's going to ban, uh, close every single damn beach in California. Now I believe it's just the OC. What's happening?
2: Oh, my goodness. I mean, I've never been more proud. I've never, uh, yeah, I guess I've gone up and down with Orange County in my life. Like, I've gone from love to hate, but I've never loved it more than right now. Like, today... Day one of Gavin Newsom's specific closure, uh, everybody paddled out. There was not even one hesitation. Like Salt Creek, Huntington, Newport, everyone was surfing everywhere with the sheriff saying that he specifically wasn't going to even begin to go after him. Uh, my buddy who has a sailboat in Newport uh, going out tomorrow called the harbormaster to see if it was legal. The harbormaster laughed at him and said, <laughs> are you kidding me? do whatever you want like this screw gestapo gavin like it doesn't matter so yeah it's pretty it's orange county thumbing its nose is a pretty good look
1: so the so the cops are wandering around finding people that they find you a couple
2: times no 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 yeah down here i mean that's the thing is stupid karen san diego surfers all serves you right orange county for sitting on the beach but down here is where tickets were happening left mm. and right like yeah. down here is way more harsh than up there like,
0: you're not paying those tickets though are you Chaz?
2: I mean I have a lawyer who um, I learned today that I get to fight it based on being a surf journalist so that. go I would, to jail go to jail I mean I oh that's what I should do that's write your
0: manifesto and feces on the wall like the Marquis de Sade.
2: I mean if I have an opportunity to go to jail <laughs> I'm fully I will gladly go to jail
0: <laughs> can you even do that now
2: I mean, I really hope I can, but yeah. stick in Orange County, really making, making a country proud today. I thought. Making surface proud.
1: Even, yeah. uh, even Kelly came out on Insta, um, anti, anti Newsom.
2: Yeah. I mean, it was so nanny state nonsense, mm-hmm. right? Like, I mean, even his tone of voice, like the raising his intonation at the end of sentences and stuff like it, it was so paternally it's just silly, San Diego, you did okay. LA, you did all right. Mm. Orange County, we expect a little better from you. So um, close. Yeah. Very good.
1: <laughs> it's funny. So, so Beach Grid's been um, uh, very much on the side of um, the, the, you know, the pointlessness of, of closing beaches to, to surfing, whatever. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, and. Um, Scientific. And I think, yeah, I think my, my position is that unless you're old and uh, fat and diabetic, you're pretty safe. But I got a letter this morning from a, um, a very well-known surf rider, and I won't say who it is because I didn't ask if I could use his private fucking message to me. But uh, <clears throat> let me read it. Derek, <clears throat>
0: <Sam> along-
1: Derek. <laughs> I can't
0: say who it is. Use a South African accent,
1: <laughs> Derek, along with the manager, Derek, along with the manager of a local restaurant he visited. A long time, uh, maybe I shouldn't even give it an accent because he, uh, it's pretty sad, I suppose. But uh, fuck, you're going to die sometime, am I right? Uh, Derek, along with the manager of a local restaurant he visited, a long time neighbor of mine died from the COVID-19 virus a couple of weeks ago. Good guy, used to manage the Dewey yeah. Weber's shop in Hamosa Beach back in the 60s, raised his family on the beach. And yeah, he was old and you could say he was fat. And he may have been diabetic for all I know, but my God, you've become callous. And uh, and and I, and I read that, you know. And you always, whenever someone sends you, you, know, nasty shit via email or text, or whatever, you start you start scripting responses, you know. And and then, mm-hmm. but, I, but I never reply to that shit, whether it's text or email, because there's only one way it goes, and it goes down fast. But I don't think I'm being callous. I think I'm being a realist. You know, like um, I don't sodomize other men but it doesn't mean I'm indifferent to the plight of the H- HIV positive. And, you know, all I'm saying is, or, and all Bitch could say is that uh, not going surfing ain't doing shit.
0: Yeah. So, to, to, or, yeah, that's true. Well, it's I mean, true. But,
2: but saying that, we're like dead set, ready to get kicked off the entire internet for our stance. We might, huh? I mean, that's, that's like having a even coronavirus s- skeptical sarcastically skeptical tone gets you booted yeah
1: you yeah, well, yeah. kelly kelly spoke about that he's only getting a thousand views on his stories so.
2: exactly which i don't i don't i mean it feels like again i hate to peddle in conspiracy here but <laughs> i mean the the whole damn thing has just gone so loopy where everybody's just power grabbing right and so the big tech companies can just say no this is inappropriate speech you're mm. we will bury you beneath mountains and mountains of whatever
1: it's pretty uh it's pretty rather we as people as the world's populations have given uh power over everything to uh a few companies uh, you know on youtube and uh facebook and instagram
2: I you mean, know, and, and then we
1: complain about it
2: uh, completely we bitch and moan and whine and cry while i check Google every single day and then get furious at Google while checking Google again.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And and refreshing Instagram. We should be getting more likes.
2: Exactly. Come on. Would you bury Facebook? Screw you. I'm going to post a story right now on Facebook.
1: (laughs) So, uh, Steve, what's your position? Do you believe that um, not allowing people to go surfing is um, putting an end to the uh, pandemic?
0: Not at all, mate. No, it's it's not. A, surfing's a total non sequitur in this. No one's getting coronavirus from going surfing, especially in Australia. And oh, it's a bit different up here because the beaches haven't been closed. And actually the, the the local council is specifically going out and saying, look, we're keeping everything open so local residents can go surfing. So they're making actually a point of saying, you know, we're going to keep everything open so you can just keep doing what you do. So it's it's a little bit... Surreal for me to be looking at California and, you know, the experience there. And even in Bondi and, you know, in Sydney, where they're shutting the beaches and the Waverly mayor was saying, oh, you know, because people have been so well-behaved, we're going to open the beaches up and see how we go. And I don't
1: know. Thank you, Daddy. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, sir. May I have another.
0: (laughs) Thank (laughs) you, sir. May I have another. Oh, God, God. Yeah. I look at all that and just, oh, God. You know, no, this is, it's, it's, I mean, I don't want to be callous either. And I mean, I'll probably cop a heap of shit for this, but it's probably one of the best things I've ever, ever happened here because, you know, capitalism's kind of just been had one leg chopped out from underneath it. And, and, you know, tourism's kind of being put back in its box. But I mean, I drove through Byron Bay the other day and it was, it, it was shut. There was no one around. It was heavenly. I went out to the pass and it was just, perfect peelers there was no one out there was no one in the water i was like with, oh my god empty. this is with, amazing
1: no one or empty empty
0: no one no one not not one soul in the water
1: and it but and it hasn't, and it's surfing allowed. hasn't been bad. It's allowed.
0: surfing is allowed but just because there was kind of no one around there was just no one out there it just just you know it was incredible i'm, I'm going <laughs> to kelly i'm on the next flight out
1: yeah <laughs> <laughs> you're coming out it's beautiful Hey, uh, I was thinking. Uh, let's sign out today with uh, everyone's three great luck crews, <laughs> luxury, luxuries. Luxuries in life.
0: Worst question ever.
1: So uh, yeah, thanks, mate. So, <laughs> mine, so mine are one, Arabian horses. Yeah. Um, two, a convertible. Yeah. And three, a tower apartment with big windows that I can look out and survey the city I've conquered. No, not okay. really. No, 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 not really. No, no mine, are, mine are one, good surfboards. I don't think you can spend enough money on good yeah. surfboards or they can spend, you can be a fuck and buy too many surfboards because you're a kook trying to find a magic pill. Um, yeah. Two, it's good bread. I'll happily pay seven, eight bucks oh, really? for, for great bread. bread. Um, Just a good sort of multi-grain bread from, from an organic bakery. And do it's great
0: what do you do? Deliver bread? Like organic bread. I thought you
1: were were a milkman delivering milk. Mm. (laughs) Here here comes the milkman, Daddy. Mm. Steve the milkman. Well, you're a bus driver that got got sacked after an incident with a with a passenger. Let's
0: not go there. Let's just not go there. (laughs) (laughs)
1: You're 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 bad grandpa on that incident. I used to get the children to smooth my legs, my leg hair is down. They're <laughs> blonde, they're black, but they go blind in the sun and the pool. And the the kids would grab onto my legs and the bus and and they stroke my legs. Mm. Oh, and the third thing for me was um, seven hundred dollar trunks, but I always buy them at sale for two or three hundred. So wow. um, yeah, $700? but I don't I don't pay seven hundred for them. I get them for two yeah. or three hundred, but they're they're beautiful. And uh, mm. I remember once I was wearing my. Um, $700, bought for $200. Dolce & I was walking down the street in Bondi. Yeah, yeah. This English backpacker just goes, fucking smashing legs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> nah. Yeah. You got, you got fucking smashing legs.
0: Yeah.
1: So I, so I just, I just keep going. Worth every cent then. Worth every fucking cent. So, yeah. um, so, Chaz, what are your three great luxuries?
2: Three, uh, three great luxuries, uh, shoes, uh, which I haven't bought a good pair in so long. But, like, my goodness. Shoes? Make the man, uh, for my money. Uh, number two is as absurd as it is expensive pens. Have you ever had a Mont Blanc, Derek?
1: I've, I've got a Mont Blanc.
2: Yeah, and when I, I get
1: when I get a book signing, book signings, I have my little leather satchel, and I put yeah. my Mont Blanc, and I even have a um, spare cartridge.
2: Oh my goodness! I, I mean, yeah, like the. Yeah, I bought two. I've kept the same pen for, I think, eight years now. And I use it regularly. So it's, I mean, but I absolutely love a fine pen. It's just such a writer's conceit, I think, because I never handwrite anything other than, yeah, whatever, scribbled stupid shit. But, um, yeah, so great pens. Uh, And third is good vodka. Like, just, I know vodka's all garbage. I mean, just distilled down to nothing. But not even good vodka. Just buying Grey Goose over uh, Smirnoff or something. Yeah, Smirnoff is just a luxury. So being able to consistently, which I can't do, but being able to consistently afford good enough French vodka, I'll say. That's it. Those are my... Can you taste
1: the difference? Or is it purely a um, status thing? Oh,
2: yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a dang thing is I think if you realize, if you are a blank man of anything, eventually you'll find the differences where I could probably taste test vodka at this point and roll through Stolys, Smirnoff, Grey Goose. I mean, I could roll through all the, all the majors.
1: And what's the difference I- in taste? Cause I can't, I'm not a vodka aficina, I, always have it, I always have it with tap water. So I guess I water it down, but tell me the difference.
2: I mean, Grey Goose actually tastes good, I think, and so does uh, what's the, uh, there's a new one. I think it's Haku uh, There's a new Japanese vodka that's fantastic.
0: Well, that's taste.
1: Uh, wow,
2: it's just it's clean and slightly sweet. I feel
1: the Haku one.
2: Yeah, I mean, the, what makes good vodka is just real cleanliness with slight sweetness on the aftertaste. Oh,
1: here we go. Uh, James just called it up. It's a uh, pretty good value too. Oh, they make, they make whiskey as well. I think there's sure. some Haku whiskey in the uh, in the cupboard uh, and and, it, and gin and great items. Yeah.
2: and it ain't it ain't crazy price. I mean that's the thing. Is I ain't know. I've never had a sip of vodka more than yeah. I mean a bottle of vodka more more than fifty bucks probably. But just even the fifty dollar bottle, oh, it's just such a great luxury compared to the twenty dollar bottle.
1: Do you so do you drink vodka every day?
2: I do, but starting tomorrow, no. I'm done.
1: Well, what's done?
2: I'm on the anvil. We do me and friends go on the anvil. Remember in Lawrence Arabia when he crosses the sun's anvil? Yeah, yeah. Uh, when he's attacking Aqaba. So we do the anvil three times a year where it's one month of no drinking three times a year. So the torturous anvil starts tomorrow.
1: Oh Jesus, what's the what's the, what's the purpose of it?
2: Just nothing, just just like Lawrence Arabia Crossing the sun's anvil to attack <laughs> from the rear. Just
1: do it. Just just three bleak months every year. Yep. Oh, but um, but we, we might be uh, getting a tequila sponsor very soon, so you might oh. might have to uh, fuck the anvil.
2: That's all great. We have uh, three burns during the anvil. Where remember when Lawrence of Arabia was crossing the sun's anvil, uh, that one dude Arab man fell off his camel, and Lawrence of Arabia came back to save him. So we get three of those during an anvil month where you're allowed to fall off the camel and have Lawrence come back and save you. So that's perfect. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs>
1: hey, Steve, so what are your three, uh, three great luxuries in life? Oh,
2: um,
0: well, the first one is roosters. Mm. I love a good rooster. Um,
2: when, when a rooster crows early, too yeah. early, mm. uh, do you shoot it?
0: No. I don't. I, it, actually, the last one got fed to crocodiles, but yeah. But I <laughs> no. Where, where, where are the
1: crocodiles Lennox?
0: Oh no! Well, they ended up at Australia Zoo. How? What? what why did you get rid of your beloved Brewster? Because it was crowing at three o'clock in the morning. Yeah, and he killed it. It wasn't my decision. I didn't. Who, whose decision? It was my wife's decision. Who's the man of the house? <laughs> <laughs>
1: If I got a rooster, my rooster three, (laughs) she, bitch, I'm the man of the house. I bring in three hundred dollars every
0: week. That's right.
1: (laughs) That makes me the man of the house. So, Steve, what, uh, what, what thrills you about roosters? What pleasure do they give you?
0: Oh, well, they give the aesthetic pleasure. They're just a beautiful, beautiful thing to look at, and and just their 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 personality, their their sense of power and prestige, and and you know just the it's just such a rare thing to have now. You have this beautiful rooster and some kind of wow. You know, and I just I just love everything about them. I love their, their call, the way they act. And, you know, I did have this this rooster that went at um, 3 a.m. was an Ancona rooster, which is an Italian breed. It's a heritage Italian breed. And he was just an amazing bird. So now I've got a Rhode Island red, but he's, he's on his last legs. So I'm gonna have to look for another one soon. How, how much do they cost? Uh, free. Awesome. Oh, wow. You can get as many roosters as you ever want because everyone wants to get rid of their roosters.
2: Well, would, you, of would, the you ever, would you ever fight them?
0: Fight them? Oh, yeah, possibly. But they, they, they get into their own fights around here because we've got bush turkeys. So I'm always sort of trying to train them up to attack bush turkeys and, and fight that way. That's so good. Do you have little
1: spurs? Have you bought the spurs to put on their claws? No, I
0: haven't bought the spurs. No, but, um, yeah. Have you been
1: to a good cockfight?
0: I've only seen the one, you know, I've only seen them on TV. I haven't really. I mean, you know, Morning of the Earth's got the classic cockfighting scene, hasn't it? I can't
1: remember that bit. Yeah, yeah. I just remember yeah, the bit where we fucking f- surfing, and, and gowry.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so that's. I don't, uh, think I've ever,
1: I don't think I've ever made it through Morning of the Earth. God
0: bless oh, you. Oh, you've got to get to the cockfighting scene. It's just when, you know, when they're smoking chillums in the nude in the in the cave at Ulu's. Oh, I didn't, didn't see that bit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's right. Hey, co- co- cock fights live, I've seen a few like in the Philippines yeah. and whatever. Yeah. Oh, they're pretty sick. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they're, they're, the animals are really into it I and mean, the one that loses yeah. isn't too into it, but, no. but um, they're pretty they're, amazing. They just get back on their little heels. And they're yeah. Like, they're
2: they're, they're shocked, shockingly brutal.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And everyone's getting drunk around the edges and there's money flying everywhere. It's always a hot, steamy night and yeah. action
0: happening afterwards. And yeah. yeah. Well, I would easily get cock fights going in Lennox head if I thought I could pull it off.
1: I think you should. You should have um, sure. Steve Shearer's yeah. uh, Cockfights cock in Linux Head. Yeah. So it's not a very good title, but <laughs> we'll, we'll think of something a little bit catchy. Maybe, uh, maybe Eric Logan come up with a catchy title. That can be, a, that can be an episode.
0: Yeah. Elo might be looking for a job after this at Thanksgiving. I could sort of <laughs> offer him the role. So what's, um, what's
1: second in your list of great luxuries, Stephen?
0: <clears throat> uh, books. Oh, it's boring. It's but you know, it's just that's all. Oh, sorry, think sorry. Of. I
1: I just nodded off him. <laughs> <laughs> well, what what's the most money you've ever
0: spent on a book? Um, oh, I just spend money on them all the time, but I actually don't need to spend money on them because you buy them for me all the time. That's my dirty little secret. Yeah, to carry, carry favour with you by sending your fancy fucking. Yeah, notice. I've got a sugar daddy for books. I don't need to spend money on them anymore. Little secret, little sexy novels <laughs> yeah. getting sent. El James, and I love yeah, it. I, I, I love it. My wife gets so jealous when you send me a book.
1: No, I, I,
0: yeah, She's like, I send a few. Yeah. <laughs> hey,
1: most the most I've spent on a book is I think I spent hundred bucks yeah. on um, the Revolt, which was the um, James. Can you just call it the author of that? I'm trying to think. Of it. It's not. It's Menachem Begin. Yeah, it's Begin. So he wrote this amazing book in the fuck, yeah. I don't know, '60s, whatever, about yeah. his life as a terrorist. Yeah, because he got the fucking English out of uh, Palestine. And yeah. then he, um, and he, and he, and he fast forwarded the um, push for independence. Yeah, Menachem Begin. So that was a great book. And, I, um, and, I, and it wins me favor with every rabbi I talk to. We, you know, we always get talking, whatever. So and I say, hey, oh, you, read, you read the revolt, Menachem Begin. And I'm just welcoming to their arms. Yeah, that's beautiful. What are you, Chad? What's the most you've ever spent on a book? Apart from, apart from, I think Chaz might have frozen up. Chaz is comatose there. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask him how much I you spent. Him, on, I put him to <laughs> sleep. I said, "How much?" I was going to ask him how much have you spent on a book, just apart from buying eight thousand copies of your own? To make it a bestseller. <laughs> okay, no, third, third great luxury, uh, Steve. Uh,
0: it's just getting on the end of one with my pal and his shed. He's got this amazing shed, and he's just a chronic. So whenever I go around there, he just rolls them up continually. And that's just my one great little luxury.
1: Are you talking marijuana?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And where does it take you? What pleasurable places does it take you?
0: It doesn't often take me pleasurable places. You know, sometimes you can sort of make you get really paranoid, but I don't know. It's just a sort of little, just a little escape. And he's got this radio station playing all the time with just sort of like a, have you ever been to Carnarvon?
1: Yes, I have. Dirty old Carnarvon. We had to get, we had to get escorted home one, <laughs> one day in, uh, in Carnarvon because it's such a rough town.
0: We know in Carnarvon they've got the, like the radio station you listen to there is like 666 classic hits, right? Yep. So you'll get just like 70s Australian music and yacht rock and you know, there's, a, there's an equivalent radio station here in Ballina called Paradise FM. So you go to the shed, you get on the end of them, you listen to Paradise FM and it's just sort of like going back in time. And and you know going, it's just a total escape.
1: And what sort of things do you think
0: of? Oh, we just talk about anything, mate. Think of anything. It's just, do you have
1: do you have ethereal kind of conversations? Do you? Yeah. Yeah. Totally. What's 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 the dreamiest? Tell me some of the dreamiest escape you've had in this little shed, this little <laughs> Paradise <laughs> FM, smoking your weed. Oh. oh. I'm looking for a side out here, here, Steve. So you've got you to give me something kind of poetic so I can finish this fucking thing.
0: Yeah, I know, I know. It's just, it's more, um, I need to get a poem. I mean, I just, can I, can I get back to you with a poem? You can't get back to me. We don't, we don't, edit, we don't edit this shit. Hang on, let me just pull a, a line out from, this is the Bandini Quartet by John Fante.
1: Oh, John Fante's great, yeah. Yeah,
0: I'll just see if he's got something here. It's like the beginner's guide
1: to cool writing, isn't it?
0: <laughs> I
1: mean someone must write cool you know writing. who put
0: me onto this? Who?
1: Dane Reynolds. Oh yeah, Dane loves Fanny, doesn't it? Pros Surfer put me onto a book. I couldn't believe it. Do you miss do you miss Dane Reynolds?
0: Totally, yeah. I, I mean I was a, I was a Bukowski guy and then I thought and then once I read Fantasy, I realised he was so much better than Bukowski.
1: But then it's funny because you get you you, know, you start off Tom Wolfe and you get Bukowski and Hunter S. Yeah. Thompson and you go and yeah. whatever and then you start going to Zola, yeah, and and you just go deeper and deeper and you, and you just realize how deep those influences get. But yeah, yeah. Read, me, read me a poem and that can that can sign us out. I'll just keep chatting while you find find something in there, mate. Let's <laughs> find get paid. <laughs> Let's get
0: made. He said, "No, I don't need it." He was suddenly angry and hammered the table in a drunken stupor. Everybody needs it he shouted, turning to address people sitting at the surrounding tables. Let's all get fucked, he shouted.